from Matthew 13. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then plants and the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them up? No, he replied, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, And the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The word of the Lord. Why uh, do you tell so many stories? Uh, A young person once asked me about my preaching. Are they true? Well, aren't you perceptive, I said. Let me answer that first question. I tell stories because Jesus told a lot of stories. And I tell stories because sometimes the only way to answer a question or to address a concern is by telling you a story. My boyhood friends would ask me, how on earth did you decide to become a preacher? Well, funny, you should ask. There's a nice story behind that. I was in college. It was either law or religion. But I had all these applications on my desk. And Duke didn't require an application fee. So I filled it out first and sent it in. And before I could complete the others, I wrote back saying I was accepted. And by the grace of God and no application fee, here I am. It took a story to answer the question, and a true story. 
Today's story is in a string of parables that Jesus just kind of lets go rapid fire like one after the no- another. We're not sure what prompted these parables. He just starts telling them, gets going and keeps telling them. And the parable today goes like this. Jesus says that in God's kingdom, there's a lot of sloppy farming. One day, a hired hand comes in and reports, Master, there are a lot of weeds growing up in your wheat field. Do you want us to go out and pull those things up? An enemy has done this, he said. An enemy? Really? That's a rather improbable explanation, don't you think? Have you ever heard of somebody trying to get back at the neighbor with the loud motorcycle by planting crabgrass in his yard at night? Do people who play loud music late into the night wake up to find weeds in their zoysia? Isn't it more likely that when you plant peonies, you also get weeds? What's this about? Why why even tell a parable like this? What prompted it? What was the question? Well, we don't know. Maybe someone in the congregation said, you know, Lord, we've got so many good people in our church. Why do we have to put up with all these troublemakers and backsliders, these weeds? They only like to complain. They've never filled out a pledge card. Isn't it time to just clean this place out? Weed the garden a little bit? Well, I understand the concern, but I don't think that was the question. Some time ago in the hospital, I talked to a woman who for many weeks had been suffering from a debilitating disease. And I asked her, what has been the greatest challenge for you with this disease in the hospital? Was it the loss of mobility? The loss of independence? The pain, maybe? No, she said. The hardest thing has been waiting for healing. I just wish God worked faster. Maybe God is trying to teach me how to be sick. I wish God worked faster. Why doesn't God do something? I think that's the question behind the parable. Why doesn't God do something? That's the question I ask. And that's the question you ask. Tyrants and bullies crush their opposition and seem to get away with it. Horrific accidents devastate lives and families. And sensitive souls ask again and again and again, why doesn't God do something? But the parable goes on. The servants say, Uh, Master, you want us to go out and pull up those pesky weeds for you? Clean this mess up? And he says, no. Just leave them alone. We've got plenty of time for that. I'll work that out at the end. Be patient. 
Leave things alone. I love whomever I drag in through the door. I just love to see stuff grow. Crabgrass and kudzu can be beautiful too, you know, if you look at it the right way. And Jesus wants us to know that this is what God is like. The farmer waits for the harvest and not only waits, but watches as the weeds grow up among the wheat and thrive. God doesn't seem to be in any hurry to cultivate and to clean out this garden like we are. It's it's what the Jesuit priest calls the slow work of God. You know what I love? I mean, I really love it. I love Roundup. (laughs) Roundup. And as powerful as they make it, whenever I go through Schofield Hardware, I walk down that aisle to see if they've got any new and improved brands of Roundup out. Lindy and I are the proud owners of two different kinds of Roundup at our house. On the container, it claims that there will be visible results in three hours. Three hours. It takes me that long to get my hair right. (laughs) You aim and you squeeze the trigger at the dandelion or the weed or whatever it is, and in a few hours it shrivels up. Three to be exact. I like that. Of course, if you're not a good shot, or if you get a little reckless, you also take out a few peonies or maybe the tomato plant. But what's a little collateral damage when it comes to cleaning out the garden and weeding the garden? Or if you're like me, you may not know the difference between a blackberry bush and a weed. And you could take out something really useful. You look out, I look out over a beautiful meadow up in the mountains. And how do you know when you look out there what to keep and what to pull out? It's all beautiful. It's hard to impetuously judge and weed. And maybe God is telling us in the parable that we're just not very good at it. God is restraining our impulse to always be weeding and to be separating and to be judging. To tell the good from the bad as if we know that. Can we be honest? We're not even very good at understanding our own impulses and motives in trying to uproot the weeds we find that the roots of evil are all wrapped up around our hearts as well I'm not always able to separate the good from the bad even in my own life how does Paul put it? The good that I know I should do, I don't do, and I do the things that I should not. I can't even judge myself 
honestly. What makes me think that I'm qualified to say who stays and who goes, what person is important to God and what person is not, what is dear to God's heart and what is not dear to God's heart. I'll admit it. There are times when I wish that God has given me the ability to judge and to punish others for their unrighteousness. I know exactly who they are. I'd like to do a little weeding. The world would be much better off because of my impeccable judgment. Alas, there is absolutely nothing in Scripture that suggests that weeding the garden is my job. Only God is qualified to do that. And there are always surprises. Do you remember the parable of the sheep and goats in Matthew 25? The goats didn't know they were goats. And the sheep didn't know they were sheep until the Lord told them they were. And we think we know that. And do you remember all those stories about the Pharisees and the publicans, the Pharisees who thought they were oh so very good and the publicans who were oh so very bad and they're being shocked that God saw things differently? Isn't it ironic that in today's parable of the weeds and the wheat, the servants, you and me, Consider the weeds to be the problem. But in Scripture, the people who give Jesus the hardest time and the most grief are the wheat. You want us to go out there and yank out those weeds, they ask? No, just leave them alone. I'll take care of that later. You'd only mess everything up. Mind your own business. And what might that be, our business? I don't know about your house. We've been gone for a while. But at my house, all this rain and sun and humidity has made our backyard look like a jungle. We have the luscious green grass you'd ever want to see. And flowers I don't know the name of that started out little are about waist high. And goldenrod that looks for all the world like a weed to me that is six feet tall. We have wisteria and vines of unknown origin all mixed into the shrubs and the trees and the camellias. It is a beautiful mess. And I don't know what Lindy's going to do about it. (laughs) A beautiful mess. Things all tangled together. Good and bad. That must be what God sees when He looks at my life. And at our lives together. And our business in this beautiful mess of our lives and the world is not to be weeding the garden, but to be patient and wait 
and to use this gift of time that God has given us to bear fruit, to trust God who is in charge of the garden and not try and weed it on our own. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that His hand is leading you. Our business is simply to enjoy the sun when it shines and to drink deeply when it rains, to be patient with all that is not resolved within us and around us. For soon comes the harvest and all will be called to account, including which flowers were patient and which weeds were not. Leave it be, says God. I'll take care of it in my own time. That's my job, not yours. It's the slow work of God that saves us. I tell you, be grateful that I'm not your judge or your spouse is not your judge or the person sitting next to you is not your judge. We should make the best of this gift of time before the final harvest comes. And it will. As Jesus said in the story, let anyone with ears listen.